folks? Welcome into a brand new episode of Trainwreck Fantasy Baseball. As always, Wake here, Long Island Nick, some guy named Steve. We got a great show for you guys. We're going to talk, as always, some buy low, sell high candidates. Got some free agent ads we're going to give as well. Also going to talk about Wander Franco, who is the talk of the MLB kind of right now, if there was one talk of the MLB. And also the other talk of the MLB, the sticky stuff that we all love and hate in a weird way i think it's i think i think the mlb is actually doing reverse psychology on baseball fans right now and i'll tell you why but first uh, i gotta remind you guys we are sponsored by our good friends at manscaped use promo code trainwreck get 20 percent off and free shipping they just released the lawnmower 4.0 that led light is brighter than it's ever been it's going to be like you are driving in a blizzard in buffalo with the headlights on that's exactly what it is except you know you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of yourself. So like I said, Trainwreck, promo code Trainwreck, 20% off, free shipping. But let's start with the elephant in the room here. I mean, I wanted to see Max Scherzer take his pants off. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I never wanted to see Max Scherzer not have pants on uh, more in my entire life. And, and like I said, I think in a weird roundabout way, you know, this whole stopping the game to, to look at pitchers gloves and everything look at their belts their hat whatever the hell i think it's working because it's making players more likable and major league baseball less likable and think about the best sports leagues on the planet you have the nfl where goodell is the mortal enemy you have hockey where batman is no no one in the nhl none of the players none of the coaches like him nobody respects him no, no fans do adam silver good he's he's good i guess but still we need a villain in every major sport I think baseball is just deciding to make it. You know what? We are the villain now. That's where I. That's where I stand on it. But it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if you're looking at a villain, I mean Rob Manfred. If there's one thing the old baseball fans and the new baseball fans all agree on is they want my Rob Manfred out. All yeah. these new rule changes. I mean, I'm still upset about the extra innings rule with a oh, runner on second. The double header mm-hmm. rule being seven, seven innings. innings. Oh, and yeah. now we have, you know, the checkup on pitchers whenever they feel like it. Not to mention, I mean, as we saw, first off, the balls on Girardi to call mm-hmm. out Max Scherzer, who not the only has been a time in four innings. Yeah. Right who has not only been one of the best pitchers this year, he's been one of the best pitchers of my lifetime. Since he came into the league. When there was a runner on first and third, that's a high pressure situation for a pitcher, right? That's not a situation you want to break your rhythm up in. And to call him out, to say, oh, I think he's, you know, using substances, I, I mean, it's... It's getting a lot of views, right? People people know what's going on with Scherzer, but it's awful right now. I can't stand the state of baseball. It's, and I, I just hope we can get past this because it's it's childish at this point. It's actually pretty funny seeing, like, yeah. you know, major league baseball players throw fits and tantrums, and I don't blame them for it one bit. And then the umps, you saw the ump respond to Scherzer when he took his hat off and he started pulling his pants down. He was like, okay, come on, buddy. Like, let's take it easy. Why is he going to take it easy? Like, we already said, he's been one of the best pitchers that any of us have ever seen stay in the MLB for so long. We have no reason to doubt him and his abilities. Like, Nick. I'll tell you what. I mean – Scherzer was hilarious, but I think Sergio Romo was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And Otani, yeah. because Otani can't speak English, he was about to take his pants off too, and he didn't understand <laughs> they were telling him not to. It was actually pretty funny. 
So there is a little bit of entertainment factor that's going on, but you can't talk about something that is so against something that baseball is trying to do. Baseball with the seven inning doubleheader, with the runner on second and extra innings, they're trying to speed this game up. They're taught, you know, pitch clock. They're getting rid of mound visits. You know, now you can only do five. So now when you put all that together to speed the game up, then you throw this into the equation that slows the game down. More than anything else ever has. What are we doing? Rob Manfred, what are you doing? So that that's that's where I stand on that. And Girardi, so I, I saw something pretty cool that came out today. Someone said that if you're going to have – if your manager is going to say, okay, go out there and t- take a look at his stuff and there's nothing wrong with him, that should be a challenge. That should count as a challenge to your team. And you know what? I yes. think there should be some kind of repercussion because he did it three times in four innings. Oh. It's ridiculous. Against a Hall of Famer, a legendary <laughs> Hall of Famer. It's ridiculous. My it's favorite like, part. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I'm just saying, it's not like Scherzer's pitching good out of nowhere this year. He's yeah. been good for ten straight seasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like my favorite part of it all, and we'll move on to Wander Franco now, is that we get to see all the pitchers who are secretly balding. It makes me feel a lot better about my unfortunate near future. It really, really I, does. I think something too is you, you, you cracked, you hit the nail on the head before when you said that you're starting to see the personalities. Pitchers yeah. have always been goofballs. Yeah. Growing up as a kid, pit, the pitchers on the team were always the goofy ones. And now mm-hmm. you're starting to see it, and it's entertaining. It's fun. It really and then, who was the one last year who, who like, literally looked like a psychopath? Joe Joe something? Who is it? Joe Kelly. Uh, Joe oh, Kelly. Yeah, 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 thank you. Yeah, no, exactly. It all started with him, and now, like, like it's a, this is kind of like – and now this is a bigger fan, discussion than just fantasy, but, like, you know, the big problem with the NHL is that there is no personality whatsoever. Yep. If the NHL had, like, a puck-juicing kind yep. of fiasco and we get to see personalities like that, man, that would, that would sell tickets. That would sell jerseys. I mean, so, man. So, so touch on Joe Kelly one quick one quick second. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he came out of the game the other day and went up oh, to the yeah. umpire and said, check my glasses. They're pretty sweet, right? Because <laughs> he just wanted to show his glasses <laughs> off. So you get these personalities out there. Yeah. So, oh, my I, God. I got to say, too, Trevor Bauer has become one of the most likable players in baseball now. In just sports because he's, based, honestly. Yeah, just mm-hmm. because he's so open about how annoyed he is with how they're handling everything. And he's making a mockery of it yeah. right now. As you see, before the games, he was putting sweat and, you know, the bag you use on the ball, showing it sticking to his palm. Yep. And it's just he's he's laughing at the sport that he's playing professionally. And a lot of other players are following suit, and I, I think it's hilarious, but I also I just hate the spots baseball's in right now. I'm with you 100%. The one thing I don't hate is how, as I say it every week, how good Steve's been with it, with his advice this year. You know, obviously, it, it, he didn't. you don't have to be as smart as Steve to know that Wander Franco was someone that you should pick up. But, you know, Steve, like, you were the one who first recommended him on the show weeks ago, saying it's going to happen, and then it happened, and you were like, he's still, like, 40% owned, like you can still get them. If, what what words do you have to say to people who missed out on them? I mean, good luck the rest of the way because <laughs> w- Wander Franco yeah. is, not only is he, you know, the number one prospect in elite talent, he has figured out the parts of the game that so many sh- hitters have struggled with their entirety of their career. Wander Franco is a disciplined hitter. He does not strike out that much. I saw a stat that he had more extra base hits in the minors than he did strikeouts. That's sickening. Wow. Not only that, Wander Franco had the highest graded hitting tool, 80, with Vlad Jr. ever given out to a prospect. Wow. And we saw in his first game – First at bat, 
down 0-2 in the count. I think this was more impressive than his home run. His home run was great. It was a great home run, kind of a no doubt. We knew it was gone as soon as it came off the bat. But his first at-bat, down 0-2 in the count, he took four straight balls on pitches that were pretty close, pitches that most young hitters swing and chase at all the time. He took his walk like a professional, and he's a great fielder. Played third his first game, normally a shortstop in the minors. Wander Franco is as He's a five-tool prospect, but he's a, the complete package. He's as close to the complete package as you'll get at a player at his age. Mm-hmm. And how successful he'll be his rookie season, I don't know. But you want him on your roster. You want to have the chance because this is a guy that can bat 330, 340 in a season when batters are struggling to even get to like you know 280, 290 nowadays with the, how good pitching has been. And he can do that while giving you power and speed. He was a guy I was stashing from the beginning of the year. I just drafted him late rounds, just kind of held on to him. And his ownership slowly dripped. And I said, you know, might want to pick him out up about a month ago, even though I didn't think he was going to get called up as soon as he did. Just yeah. you'd rather yeah. have him on your roster than not. And now the people who did, you know, have the luxury to stash him, they're going to reap the benefits going forward because this guy is – He's going to be in a few years or even next year mentioned with the names of Acuna, with Vlad Jr., with Tatis as that, you know, next young core of baseball. Yeah, Nick, how late do you think he goes in a redraft league next year? If you had to predict that right now. Uh, second round. Second round? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly. that's what that, I was going to say third at the latest. That, right. that's, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing, you know, there's going to be people that pick this kid in the first round. I, oh, I mean yeah. – He's got the potential, and you know you, we talk we talk about last week we talked about free swingers, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a nineteen to twenty year old kid who's he's a kid. He can't even go buy a drink. And <laughs> you want to talk about someone that's going to get up there and and free swing? It's usually the young kids. You know, they usually have to find their way because in the minor leagues they can cover that pitch six inches off the plate. But when you see big league pitching, you can't do it. So. I, I was saying it before. I don't think I've ever seen someone his age or even in like the 22 and under range that has the eye this kid has. The plate discipline is something that you see out of the 30, 35-year-old players that are seasoned mm-hmm. vets that give you their 280, 290. The, the kid's phenomenal. I mean, the fact yeah. that he had more extra base hits in the minors yeah. than, uh, than strikeouts, it's unbelievable. So we're seeing something special. Um, and And – Steve, to your point, man, he's 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 a five-tool bona fide stud who plays shortstop as good as anyone in the league does. You know, he's going to be a top five, top six defensive shortstop, and then you put him at third base. He made a couple of really tough plays the other night, so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm excited to see his future. I hate that he's in the American League East, but <laughs> I love the baseball, and I've been following this kid for a couple of years because he's been all the talk in in every baseball magazine. Yeah, he's living up to expectations, and he'll continue to do so. Between him. Yeah. He's a switch hitter. He's yeah. a switch hitter. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, oh, is he you know, not going to struggle versus lefties, struggle versus righties. He can hit from both sides of the plate, and he can hit well from both sides You know sides how of awful plate. it would have been to be in his gym class in high school? Like, you wouldn't have stood a chance if you were on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, between him, Shoei, Guerrero, Tatis, Acuna, like all these – Juan Soto, all these young, amazing players who are breaking out over the last couple of years, league's in very good hands. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sure. going to be a more entertaining league in the coming years than it has been in a very – very long time. You got Gaston Dominguez coming up in a couple years too. So you got some, there's some real studs that are coming up. I'm, oh. I'm speaking of the Yankee, but there's a lot of really good studs coming up in systems that 
this this team this game is going to be good for a long time. Yep. As yep. long as it keeps going this way. And yep. I have one that I'm going to have as my free agent ad. One of my two free agent ads for the week. So let's get into it. We'll start with the buy lows as we always do. I feel like we had a good rotation last time. But Nick starting it off, then me, and then we'll end with Steve because he's a smart one and you save the best for last. So Nick, <laughs> let's get it rolling. Who's your buy low for week twelve? So yeah, wow, that's yeah, crazy. Um, right. <laughs> so uh, a disappointing guy, and and I know we kind of strayed away from pitchers last week, but a disappointing guy to me this season has been Luis Castillo, and I think a lot of people, you know, probably were pretty high on Luis Castillo this year. I mean, he's a, he's a bona fide stud. He's sporting a five point, he's five six one ERA. I mean, a five six one ERA just doesn't do it in the bigs, especially in the National League. Yeah. Um, but if you look beyond some of the you know, so, some of the main stats that you see, his expected ERA is 3.99. So his expected, I mean, that's that's a huge difference in ERA and expected ERA. Usually they're within a point of each other. Um, so the fact that you're, you know, around two points, that's a big difference. Um, hitters should be slugging 378, not 424 off of him. Um, and he's pitched at least six in. He's pitched at least six innings in three of his last four starts. Um, seven strikeouts in, in his last three starts. He's allowed three runs or less in, in five consecutive starts. So what you see with Castillo is as the summer starts breaking and the heat starts increasing, so will his numbers. Well, his numbers will start decreasing with the ERA and stuff like that, but you'll see the strikeouts go up. Yeah. Um, so I think Luis Castillo, he's a guy that he's probably owned by quite a few teams. I, I know a lot of people probably maybe dropped him. I, I wouldn't have dropped him, though, if I had Luis Castillo. Um, I really think, though, this is the time where you could probably still get him for something that's a little less valuable than you would have been trading in the beginning half of the season, but give it a, give it a couple weeks. He's going to get his value right back up there as he starts stringing together good starts. The only knock on him for me is the win totals won't be that high just because of the team he's on. That's the only knock though. Like he is having, he's having by all accounts, a very good season for a pitcher that maybe you wouldn't expect to be such a great addition this late into the year. I, I, I love the picnic. I was a little upset when I saw it in the group because that's who I was going to pick this week as my buy low. <laughs> but what what I will say is you won't find a pitcher with the upside Castillo has at no. this low ranked in the season. He's 255 ranked starting pitcher in ESPN leagues right now. And Luis Castillo, he can throw super hard. He's got a nasty slider. And we've seen him do it before. His past two seasons, he was phenomenal. Yeah. I think you could very well see top 25, top 15 even starting pitcher ace-type numbers going forward the rest of the year for Castillo. I love the pick. And he's, he's mm-hmm. been in the top 15 before. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. He, he's still a kid, so he's got yeah, it in him. Yeah. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only knock on him, like I said, is just the win totals. But right. like, if, if you're a categories league, and I, as that, I'm going to say a lot with my two for Asian ads because they both kind of hurt you in the same category. Is if you're fine punting at one category a week, two categories a week, and focusing on the rest, especially in my league, I think we have like 17 damn categories or something stupid like that. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's not good. But complete games is one of them. Like, I'm, come on, <laughs> that's gonna, stupid. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to compare an apple to an orange real quick. Go and I mean, it. if you look in the last three, four, or five years. The Grom's win totals have been low too. I know. Exactly. I know we're talking about the best pitcher yeah. in the last, you know, whatever, but yeah, you're right though. You know, but he 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 doesn't put up the wins because his team doesn't score runs for him. So, right. um, you know, you have Degrom for all the other stats that he gives, and 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 that's what I think you're going to get. I mean, you won't get Degrom stats out of him, but you're going to get some good stuff out of Castillo moving forward. Just not the wins. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. My buy low this week. 
it's someone who has been extremely disappointing, but has been more disappointing as of late after Mike Trout got hurt. And I know baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, football, you know, all, all the other four sports are a lot different when one player gets hurt and how it affects other players. You know, if you lose a Giannis, you're going to lose out on rebounds. If you lose a Mahomes, you're missing a great passer. But when you lose Mike Trout, you just lose confidence. You lose confidence in other people to bat you in. When you're not getting on base, it's going to be harder to get out of that rut because there's less good people around you. So Anthony Rendon, who is someone who has just, by all accounts, just had a really bad year. Like yep. he's batting 230 right now. But before Mike Trout got hurt, he was hitting 274. Ever since, he's been batting about 201, and now his average is around a 230. And so he's had 11 runs and 83 plate appearance before Trout got hurt and just six runs in the 127 plate appearances since he, Mike Trout's been out of the lineup. Now, Mike Trout starting his rehab assignment soon, so he could be back in the lineup within two to three weeks. So this is a time to maybe put the feelers out on Rendon, see if he maybe starts to, you know, shake whatever issue is going on. Because watching him, it doesn't look like, you know, it's not he's not being undisciplined at the plate. He's walking. He's not whiffing a lot. He's not striking out a ton. It, I just, it, it's tough to understand what's going on with him. I think Mike Trout coming back can at least return him to an average baseball player. And no one who has Anthony Rendon is going to drop him. But if you're right. making a trade and you can just get Rendon in there as like a throw-in, that's a really good throw-in piece for a trade. If you're giving up someone a slightly better than like the main guy you're getting back. Um, you know, he, he's the 700th ranked fantasy player right now. If he gets a little mini hit streak going before Trout comes back, that can carry over because he's hitting in the three spot right now. Trout will be hitting right behind him. So when he does get on base, he'll have a much better chance of getting you those runs. Yeah. Go on, yeah. Steve. I, I like to pick, and I was going to say, you know, good hitting can be contagious. And right now the Angels, Justin Upton's hitting the ball well. Jared Walsh is on fire. We don't even need to talk about Shohei Otani. Everyone knows what he's doing at this point. And then my waiver pickup, a little preview, he's also hitting the ball really well. He is. The Angels, as a team, they're starting to hit the ball well. They're starting to play better. And when Trout comes back, you know, regardless if Rendon, you know, stays in the three hole or they move him to four or move him to two and how, how they want to switch around Trout and Otani, he's mm -hmm. going to be surrounded by very good hitters. Yeah, absolutely. And not to mention, he's been a career great hitter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, you can't even sit there and say that. I know fantasy stats are different than saying the best player in baseball, but yes. he's not the 700th best fantasy player in baseball. I mean, he's having a rough patch, a big rough patch. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Steve, I mean, people don't really talk about it enough, but protection in the lineup is so damn important. Yes. And this is in every lineup. It's not just the Angels. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of protection in that lineup right now with Otani. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't even get me started on Upton. What he's doing is great, too. But there's just a lot of protection in that lineup. But Trout adds a layer of protection that is unseen in this league. Um, it, it's it, He's the most feared hitter in baseball when he's hot or when he's – actually, not even when he's hot, when he's in the box. That's all yeah, right. when he's standing yeah, there. When, when right. he's <laughs> so, so, I mean, you're going to see a lot of fastballs when that guy's in the lineup. And, you, you know, the way that the, the team is trending right now, even without Trout, with everyone being pretty hot except for Rendon, he mm -hmm. should start seeing more fastballs. It's, it's, it's a matter of time before they say, he's our weak link. Let's pitch to this guy. Let's yeah. not pitch to opt-in. Let's, let's let these guys get on base because Rendon's going to ground into a double play. So the, the protection in the lineup, when Trout comes back, man, 
Rendon's going to definitely pick it up, but I'm going to see Rendon picking it up right even before Trout gets back. I'm, I'm thinking. Steve, who's someone that you think you can get right before they pick it up with the buy low? So this one, you're going to have to spend a little more probably than for Rendon and Castillo, but I think it's worth <laughs> it. And I, I would trade a lot for this guy. It's Juan Soto. He's batting 274 on the year, 402 on base, 423 slugging. He's got eight home runs, 29 RBIs. So those are all, you know, middling stats. Those are okay stats. But here's the thing. Juan Soto coming into year was talked about as one of the top five best hitters in baseball. There was no question about it. He was going top, top four, top five in every single league, every single format. And right now he's just kind of been middling. He's been very, eh. he doesn't have a lot of power so far this year in terms of home runs. He's only got four home runs in June. He only had four in April and May combined. So he's, he wasn't, he isn't putting up the big numbers. But the underlying numbers are saying that Juan Soto's going to highest exit velocity of his career, highest hard hit rate of his career. And guess what? Juan Soto has had a pretty damn good career before this year. So what? if he's if he's trending upwards, that means he's going to explode soon. And there is a lot I would be willing to give up for him because I truly believe that Juan Soto is going to be a top five player going forward the rest of the year. You want to get in ahead of the big week, right? You want to jump in before the big week. When Judge had his week where he hit like six home runs, he was yeah, batting yeah. like 240 before that, barely any power. You could have got Judge for a bargain after that week. Forget about it. Same deal goes for Juan Soto right now. A 270 hitter with eight home runs. Everyone's like, I, I have five of those guys on my team. Jesse Winker's doubling that right now. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I mean, I would trade Jesse Winker for Juan Soto straight up right now. No oh, yeah. questions asked. You want to jump in before he explodes. And Juan Soto last year, he led the NL in average. He led him in on base. He led him in slugging. And I'm showing no signs that he's not doing what he did last year. He's still walking at an elite rate. He's got a 45 to 37 walk to strikeout ratio. Anytime a batter has more walks than strikeouts, it's a oh good sign. Yeah. Anytime a power hitter has more walks than strikeouts, it's an even better sign. And Juan Soto is 22 years old, and he's been doing this for three, four years. I just have a feeling that we're going to see an explosion soon. And everybody who's talking about all the future of baseball, Acuna, Tatis, Vlad, now Franco, we talked about Otani. No one's really mentioning Juan Soto. Which right. was mentioned a couple months ago as one of those guys. And I can see it going forward. He's always been good in the summer. That's when he got kind of called up his first year. He exploded in the summer months. I would I would love to trade for Juan Soto right now. And if you target, you know, if you look at the teams, more than likely the owner of Juan Soto in your league probably isn't one of the top teams because he had to spend a first round pick on him and Juan Soto's numbers have not been first round numbers. They may be struggling. They may need a few pieces. You're like, hey, I'll give you an arm in this outfielder. Just give me an outfielder back. I think you can get the deal done. And I really do have a feeling we're going to see Juan Soto bat over 300 the rest of the year. And he's, his home runs are going to go up to 25. I'd be shocked if he ends the year below 25 home runs. Yeah, it's weird to think of him as a buy low candidate, but you know he's at his floor right now. So that's exactly. the definition of buy low. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, to your point, Steve, I mean, the hard hit, the barrels, you know, it, it's it, the exit velocity. It's a it's a matter of a little bit of launch angle difference. That's yep. all it really is because he's hitting the ball hard. And so when you talk about all these things, yeah, 270 for him is a slump. 
You know, he's slumping oh, yeah. technically. But <laughs> all the underlying, if you pull that curtain back, he shouldn't be slumping. He's running into some bad luck. So you're, you're, you're spot on, Steve. And that's that's what I was going to bring up, too, is his BABIP this year is his career low BABIP, 299, which yep. isn't a bad BABIP for most hitters, but when you hit the ball as hard as Juan Soto, when you barrel it as consistently, that's a bad BABIP. Last year, I think it was around 360. His yep. career BABIP is 324. He's hitting the ball better than he did last season. He's hit His line draft rate's gone a little down. Fly ball's gone a little up. That's an easy fix for a player of his caliber. I think just jump in before he explodes. Agreed. Yep. Now we're now going to be talking about people who are going to sell high, people who have kind of already exploded. Nick, yeah. give it to us. Who is your sell high candidate for week 12? So it, it's funny. I've, I've sold high on him before this season, uh, during the season. So uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Stroman first. He's my sell high first. And don't get me wrong. Marcus Stroman is putting together some really solid points league numbers. I mean, really solid. He's a two, three, five ERA. Um, but again, pulling back the curtain, which might be my new phrase, uh, tell cons. Um, <laughs> if you pull it back though, he's got a 4.28 expected ERA, which is the biggest differential in baseball. So, I mean, you're talking about a two differential, uh, that's insane. A two-run differential is nuts. So he's running into good luck. Um, and you want to talk about strikeouts too. And, and with Stroman, he's not going to give you strikeouts. He's averaging about eight strikeouts per nine, which is really not you know, remarkable. Um, but it's actually the highest in his career. So he's doing things better than he has in his career, but he's also running into quite a bit of good luck. Um, so I, I know I sold high on him weeks back. I think now he's even worth more value because he's put it together for – a lot more weeks than I talked about. So it might have been a bad pick by me back then, but I think right now is the time to sell on him because as hitters hit these summer months, they start hitting the ball harder. The ball comes off the bat harder, and the ball has come off of the bat hard against Stroman all year. These yeah. summer months make the ball come off harder. So this is the time to sell. You can get quite a bit from Marcus Stroman right now. Um, target some of these teams that are right on the bubble of the playoffs. I mean, you really could run away with a nice pickup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you say he's getting hit hard all year. He actually has the worst hard hit rate of his entire career for this season, a 46.9%. It's bottom 10% in the MLB. That's really not good for a pitcher who has a 2-3-2 ERA, as you said. Yeah, I mean – He's over 500, too. Like, right. I, having a good year, yeah. but – But if you, yeah. take a, if you take a look, I mean, he should not have a 2-3-2 ERA. No. He's also walking a lot now that I see it. He yep. isn't, he's walking a lot of batters this year. Yep. And and not to mention, he left his last start with an injury. The Mets aren't yeah. putting him right. on the IL, though. They're going to let him make his next start Monday. That's kind scary. Of, that's, that's scary. That's, that terrifies me, right? You don't mm -hmm. want to have a pitcher that you're concerned, especially with how many injuries there's been so far this year to pitching. You don't yeah. really want to own a pitcher. It's like, oh, he might be pitching hurt. I – Nick, I mean, you couldn't make two better picks for a buy low, sell high this week. I love the sell high on Marcus Stroman as well. I think that's that's a great pick. And to your point with the strikeouts, I always tend to try to stay away from the guys who don't have really good K rates in fantasy because, A, it hurts you in a category or it hurts you in the points. And, B, when they get hit hard, they get hit hard. Yep. Mm -hmm. Based on just that alone, I think you're going to agree with my sell high. And I'm sorry to all the Blue Jays fans who might be going out to uh, Salem Field tonight. He's not starting. He made a start a couple days against the Orioles. But Hunjin Ryu, he is 
absolutely the Blue Jays ace. Like that that's true. But it's also really true that he doesn't really deserve it this year. Like I love the player. He's a good pitcher. And he's gotten his walk rate down 1.1%, and it's almost the best he's ever had. But at the same time, he mentioned strikeout percentage. His strikeout rate is six percentage points lower than last year. Not 6%, six percentage points. It dropped from like 26 to 20. And that's not like that's not what you want in an ace. His ERA is a 3.25, and expected ERA is a 3.85. So, so you know, the, the analysts and the underlying numbers expect a lot of regression. His max exit velocity, average exit velocity, are both the second highest for his entire career, highest barrel rate of his entire career. And like I said, he's coming off a good start against the Orioles, but it was only good, and it was the Orioles. And in seven innings of one-run baseball, only four strikeouts, which is extremely concerning to me. And a few weeks ago, Last thing I'll say is I said I would want to sell all my Blue Jays pitchers if I had any because of Salem Field. Mm-hmm. At Salem Field, Rue has pitched 11.2 innings. In that time, he's given up 12 hits and seven walks, only five strikeouts, totaling a 7.23 ERA and a 1.69 whip. He, if you think he's going to make half of his starts at home, that's half of his starts that he's almost unplayable. So I put in a trade offer earlier today. I tried to do him for Teoscar Hernandez, and we're going to see how that one goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and wait, to your point, too, I think we've been saying this, what, for almost a month now. Salem Field, you don't want to own the pitchers on the Blue Jays because it's been a hitter's park. The mm-hmm. ball flies out of there. And we've seen already, like, the overs are going over a lot at home games in Salem Field. And mm-hmm. Ryu has struggled twice already in both his home starts at Salem. I just, I like to pick a lot because he's another guy too. It's just, a, it's a tough situation. And he's also kind of showing signs of he may not have as good of stuff as he's had the past couple of years. Yeah. I wish I tried to sell high on him a few weeks ago, but I'm lucky that that last uh, Orioles yeah. game came because if there's any chance of me doing it, I think his next scheduled start is at Salem Field. So I would like to try to move on from him in the next couple of days. Recommend everybody else does too. Uh, and now your sell high. He's actually someone in my lineup, someone who's been killing it for me this oh. year. So I'm ready for you to make this case for me. Why so should I be trading thing. this person? So I'll just say the name first. My sell high is Michael Brantley. First thing, I got to put this out there. I am a huge Michael Brantley fan. I've been a huge Michael Brantley fan for kind of the entirety of his career, especially in fantasy, because you always got him at value. You always got this guy round 10 or later, and he would just bat 300, get a little Mm -hmm. bit of power, a little bit of steals, a lot of extra base hits, and you would never have to worry about him in the lineup. But I also know that Michael Brantley is not going to continue to do what he's doing right now. He's batting 356 on the season with four home runs, 21 doubles, 30 RBIs. He hasn't stolen a base, but his hitting has been outlandish. It's been unbelievable. And I love Michael Brantley. He is one of those rare good hitters, right? He's a disciplined hitter. He doesn't strike out a lot. He always puts the ball in play. But at the end of the day, We just got to look at the facts. He's 34 years old. He always bats around 300 to 310 in his career, but he's never had a season where he's batted like 360, 370. His BABIP right now is 389. That's 70 points above his career average in BABIP. He doesn't hit the ball super hard, although his hard hit rate is up this year. He's been notorious for one of not the softer hitters in baseball, but not a guy who's going to hit the ball you know, crazy hard all year long. He's going to hit the ball consistently. 
but this is the highest point he's ever going to be at. You can't tell me right now that Michael Brantley's going to be doing better than what he's doing right now. He's batting 509 in June with a 565 <laughs> on base and a 727 slugging. And his BABIP in June is 540. Yeah, I'm looking at him on my team right now. He's on a five-game hit streak, and in every multi, game, he, every game is a multi-hit game. Yep. And, and, and I love Brantley. <laughs> I have him in leagues. He's doing great. But this is kind of the theme of why Brantley is my sell high this week. You could package Michael Brantley in a pitcher, and I think you could get yourself Juan Soto. I truly believe that. And Michael Brantley, although he's a great guy to help your team with average, he's not going to help your team at all with home runs or steals. Oh, I win singles every week. (laughs) Exactly. And in fantasy, those are two of the most important categories for me. I think the average has to come down a bit. He can't sustain a BABIP that's 70 points above his career average all year long, not to mention it's 540 in June. He's going to put the ball in play consistently, but we know what Michael Brantley is at this point. And my whole rule all year long, I've been saying that every week, if you want to sell guys at your highest point, that's why I try to name pitchers after some a good stretch of starts. That's why I try to name batters, you know, that have been playing above their heads. Michael Brantley, great hitter. I always love him, but I just, I know I can get more than what Michael Brantley's worth when he's batting 356 right now. I know someone's going to be desperate for average or desperate for, you know, base hits, runs scored, RBIs. You can get a lot back for Michael Brantley. And at the end of the day, that's the definition of a sell high. If you can get more than what you paid for with the player, I think I got Brantley 15th, 16th round this year, which first off is absurd. Oh, yeah. You can get double that value going forward. I really like Sondheim and Michael Brantley. Now I think I'm going to – I think I might package Ryu and Brantley together. You might now, get a Now lot I'm thinking of – I might get yeah, a lot for You could that. get a lot. I could I, get – I'm, I'm taking out that, that Teoscar Hernandez trade I, I put in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I love the pick, Stevie, because, I mean, when we talk about, you know, selling high – you know, you want to sell at what we're seeing as the summit of, I mean, just a tippy top mountain peak of, of their, yep. of, you know, and I like to your point, I mean, he's not going to bat 360 for the rest no. of the season. There's no chance. And, and, and if he does, he'd be a 400 hitter. I mean, if he does what he's doing in June, forget it. He's going to be going to blow numbers away. It's not <laughs> going to happen. It's not sustainable. This is the time to get rid of Michael Brantley. There isn't a bigger sell high in all of baseball. There probably isn't a, bi- a bigger sell high in all of baseball for the rest of the season and before this show than Michael Brantley is right now. So huge pick on that, Stevie, for sure. All right, give us your huge pick for your first uh, free agent ad for the week. Do you want me, me to or Nick? Oh, Nick. Oh, we're going <laughs> the same order. We're going the traditional order right. right here. You got it. Um, so for, first one for me is going to be Tony Kemp, um, mm-hmm. the Oakland A's. Um, so Kemp being a second baseman, um, he, he's actually batted leadoff the last couple games too. So he's getting this rare opportunity to bat a leadoff. And what does he do? First game he bats leadoff, he goes two for four. Um, run scored, a walk. I mean, he, he's just he's just hitting the cover off the ball for what he what we're used to with him. He's batting, he's slashing 296, 395, and 520. Um, he has as many walks as strikeouts. He's got 18 of both on the season. Now we talk a lot about free swingers, but we've been mentioning a lot of people that have a keen eye up there. And with someone that's going to be batting leadoff, if you see as many strikeouts as walks, jump on this guy. He's only <laughs> rostered in 11% of leagues uh, per CBS Fantasy. So he's available out there. Um, Tony Kemp is a quality pick. 
And I think he's ranked by Roto like 438. He's far exceeding those expectations right now. And if he's only 11% owned, people are just missing on this guy right now. Um, you know, he's obviously he's obviously gotten a little bit more chances to play because of injuries in the Oakland Athletic lineup. Mm-hmm. But he's proving where he where he belongs, and that's at the top of the lineup, getting on base and scoring runs. Um, I, I think he's a big pick. If he's available in your league, jump on him. Yeah, he was actually my pick a few weeks ago when you were out, and it was just me and Steve. And the fact that he is still yep, a free agent guy is a problem, everyone. Yep. Oh, my God. No, and I the, love the pick. And you the could crazy. use him outfielder, too. Exactly. That's the fun part. He's, he's position versatile. Right. Roster construction with him is so easy. Yep. And the craziest part about him, he's still been playing well. He's been consistent since you mentioned him, Wake. No yeah. one's talking about him because, you know, no one cares about the name Tony Kemp. But right. sometimes those are the guys that help you win your leagues, the names that people don't really care about but just produce. And that's what Tony Kemp's been doing this year. Yep, absolutely. And that's why he's been a mainstay in my lineup. I've barely taken him out. I'm pretty sure he, actually he's playing tonight too. Let's see it. Let's see if he gets a hit and no, they already lost. He went one for two. He got one a double two. and a walk. Let's go. Tony Kemp for the win, everyone. Uh, my free agent ads, I'll start with the one I'm less passionate about because the other guy I'm really, really excited about. But Lewis Arias, you know, he's a guy. He's on the free agent wire for a reason. We know who he is. He's not going to be anything more than you expect him to be, but he's a hot hand on a seven game with hit streak right now. He's posting the best. Okay. And I'm about to say like five things and they're all the best of his career. Best (laughs) max exit velocity, average exit velocity, launch angle, Woba, hard hit rate and walk rate of his career. His strikeout rate is two and a half points lower from last year. It's still higher than I want it to be. But as I said, I don't care about punting strikeouts in a 19-category league. If you're in a 12-category league, it might be a tougher bullet to swallow, but, you know, pill to swallow, bullets, whatever, you know. You know what the hell I'm saying. It's it, like it's just it's not that bad when he gets you as many RBIs as he's getting, solid on-base percentage, solid batting average, and he fits every single position except for first base in the infield. So if you have corner and mid, middle infield, he's third base, he's second base, he's shortstop, Roster construction is extremely important in fantasy baseball. He's 207th ranked on Yahoo right now, and he's only 20% owned. And that's actually 10% up from last week. So people are catching on right now. And this is where next week he could be a sell high if he keeps the streak up that he's on. That's what Steve mentioned earlier about getting these guys on their hot streaks and then selling them off. Louis, Louis Arias is the next guy that you could probably do that with. I love the pick. I love the pick, Wake. And I really like how you're compounding your waiver pickup into your sell high potentially next yeah. week. Because that 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 gives you an outlook for the whole season. If if you're exactly. playing you know, you're you're playing chess while they're playing checkers if you're doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, I, I love what I'm seeing. I mean, you know, the the guy's performing way better than expected, and he's on some kind of streak right now that jump on him mm-hmm. while you can, and then to your point, dump him. <laughs> if, if, if he continues to do it. If not, hang on to him. Yeah, right? <laughs> Steve, who's your first free agent ad for the week? So my first free agent ad, I'm, I've kind of been playing chess with this position all year long. It's another catcher. It's another catcher who's been red hot, and it's Max Stassi of the Los Angeles Angels. I kind of alluded to this earlier. This is another Angels bat that's been 
red hot. And he has over the past month, there's only been two catchers in all of fantasy baseball that have been better than Max Stassi. It's been Salvador Perez, Gary Sanchez, and Max Stassi. And guess what? The first two guys are big names that are probably already owned in all of your leagues. Max Stassi, he's batting 325 right now, five home runs, 12 RBIs, nine, 19 runs scored in very limited at-bats. He only has around 80 at-bats in the entire season. He's already over a top 15 catcher. That's how weak the position's been. But this is the deal with catchers. There's three or four that you can you know, plug in all year long. You don't have to worry about them. There's, there's everyone else. It's just a free-for-all. And a guy who was so good at the start of the year, everybody's fan favorite, Yerman Mercedes, is now basically unownable in leagues. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, if you're rostering Mercedes, I would absolutely drop him for Max Stassi. 100% no regrets there. Everything Stassi's doing right now is showing that, hey, the shortened season last year where he played pretty well as a catcher, it's kind of carried over. His hard hit rate is right around 60% on the season. Now, granted, it's a smaller sample size, a little less games, a little less at-bats, but he's been absolutely crushing the ball, and he's in a very good lineup right now because we've seen the Angels have kind of exploded. He's getting a lot of RBI opportunities, batting sixth in that lineup. He's scoring runs, he's hitting for a high average, and he has really good power. But here's the best part about Max Stassi. If he struggles, then just drop him. There's no risk. He's a catcher. There's no risk here. We've been flip flopping catchers for the past two months. I don't. I don't stay it's attached. Like Michael to Scott getting his vasectomy. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. Exactly. <laughs> One of my biggest rules going into fantasy baseball season, and I've I've told this to everybody. I don't draft a catcher until the final round. I don't care. I don't want to spend a third, fourth round pick on JT Realmuto. Because guess what? The past month, Max Stassi has been better than JT Realmuto. Catchers don't play every day. Catchers are notorious for going in and out of slumps. And I like to ride the hot hand. So ride Max Stassi. The Angels are playing him while he's hot, and he's getting regular at-bats. Yeah, he'll sit out every now and then, cause, but all catchers do that. He's free, and I believe at the beginning of this week, he was around 25% of ESPN leagues, so he's available in a lot of leagues. And I guarantee you, if you're in 10, 12-team leagues, more than half of those teams are rostering a catcher right now that's struggling because the entire position is struggling mightily. I mean, you've got a guy like Yasmani Grandal who's batting like 170 on the year. Yadier Molina is finally showing signs of age. It, it's been a rough position. And if you don't have, you know, Romuto or Posey, more than likely you're rostering a catcher that's not helping you. So just feel free to drop them and pick up the hot hand and ride it while it lasts. A couple weeks ago, we rode Eric Hase of the Tigers for a few weeks, got his power yeah. surge. Now just drop Hase, pick up Stassi, and maybe in two weeks I'll find another catcher that's red hot. <laughs> Hopefully with SSI at the end of them so we can just keep the trend going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I, I don't even have a catcher on my team right now because it's such a wasteland. It's yep. honestly worth having more depth at other positions and being down 20 at-bats on the week. Like, it yep. honestly is worth it. 
I 100% agree. I think it was a couple of years ago. I didn't roster a catcher for the entire of the year. And then last year, I got lucky with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa having catcher eligibility. Even oh, yeah, right. Playing, even though he was playing shortstop and third right. base. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, had a loophole there. But yeah. if you have a really bad catcher and you just can't find anything on the waivers, to your point, Wake, I would just pick up an extra bench bat or an extra pitcher because the position has been that bad. I dropped my catcher for Lou Arias earlier, and I'm yeah. I'm going to be happy about it, yeah. honestly. Absolutely. Um, and I actually – I don't know if it was for him or for the guy I'm going to talk about after Nick, uh, but we'll get into that now. So, Nick, give us your last free agent ad for the week. Hey, big surprise this week. I didn't speak about one Yankee. Um, so we're going to go across hey. town. We're going to go to Queens for a second and talk about Dominic Smith. Um, <laughs> so Dom Smith, there was a ton of hype coming, coming out about Dom Smith coming into this season. Um, he was a guy that a lot of fantasy owners were pretty high on, and he really hasn't performed as far you know as far as the season is, has been going. He's rostered in about sixty two percent of his league, so it's not a, a done deal that you're going to grab him off the waivers. But if someone in your league had him and had high hopes and just dumped him, you know this is where you scoop him up. Or if someone didn't pick him up in your league because they weren't following the trends in the off season, scoop him up right now. Um, when you talk about uh, Dom Smith, what he's done in the last. Um, let me take a look here. Since June fourth, basically uh, <laughs> for the month of June. I mean, he's batting like three thirty. He's got he's got a he had a homer on on June fourteenth. He's starting to hit the ball a lot harder. Um, he's got six RBI in his last eight games. Um, you know, you talk about his woba. I mean, his woba right now is two ninety nine, but he has a three forty five expected woba. Um, so you're looking at some of these numbers where. Um, you know, his weighted on base average. I mean, that's a number that you could definitely look at and really, you know, kind of take off some of the layers of that onion and find out, okay, he's going to start giving me better numbers. Um, so this is a guy who is, you know, batting 333, it looks like, mm-hmm. as of recent. I mean, pick him up now. He's batting 237 on the season. Um, well, actually, 237 through his first 54 games. It's up a little bit since then. But, you know, when you talk about his numbers, they're going to start going up. You're going to start seeing him play a little bit better. He's going to fill the shoes that he was expected to fill a little bit better. Right now, he's in size 12 shoes with four <laughs> feet. They're going to get to like eights and nine size feet. And then as, as as the year goes on, you're going to see that being a little bit better for him. So scoop him up if you can. I think Don Smith is, is poised for a big second half of the season. Um, if, if he keeps trending this way, it's going to be a really good pickup and a good summer for you. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Real quick. I just want to say, Dom Smith, a lot of big concern coming into the year was he couldn't hit lefties. He's actually got a higher Woba this year against lefties than he does righties. He'll figure it out against righties. He's always been a righty master's career, but that's a big sign for me. And not to mention, too, on ESPN, he can play outfield and he can play first base. You get a little bit of utility there, and you know we love those guys. 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, and you know, on more of just like the team he's on, I had McKinney as my one of my free agent pickups the last week or a couple weeks ago, and he, see, he served his purpose, but he, you know, his hot streak ended, so I dropped him like you do with your free agent ads. Right. Uh, and then, you know, this is just the next person in that rotation. The, right. the Mets lineup has so much turnover in it right now outside of the core hitters, core guys. Like, if he can hold on to this spot, he can actually be a consistent starter for the rest of the MLB season. Right. And in the Mets, like, that's hard to come by. On the yep. free agent wire, that's honestly hard to come by. So I love the Dominic Smith call. Yes. Um, my last one for the day. If I was going to tell you that I was going to talk about a lights-out rookie, you would think I'd be talking about Wanda Franco. But I'm not going to talk <laughs> about Wanda Franco. 
I'm going to talk about my boy, Akil Badu, 22-year-old rookie, first year in the MLB right now, all right? And he is on a nine-game hit streak. Three of the games are multi-hit. There's a reason he's still on the waiver wire. Honestly, he's available in 84% of Yahoo leagues. That's a lot of leagues. He does strike out kind of a lot. The thing is, it's not like he's chasing bad pitches. It's not like his mechanics have been terrible. It's just been kind of a bad strikeout luck. And he's kind of turned that over lately. In the month of June, it actually seems like those woes could be behind him. He's actually hitting 351, slugging 514, two stolen bases. He's walked seven times, only struck out six times. And for a guy who has been in the bottom of the league in strikeout, or top of the league, if you're, you know, depending on what way you look at it, I guess. Um, you know, that's a really good sign that in the summer, when hitters start to pick it up, he's picking it up. In stolen bases, he's 93rd percentile in the MLB for sprint speed. That's why he also has four triples on the year. As a rookie, a 22-year-old yeah. rookie, he's been playing all year, so I think the growing pains are kind of gone. With Wander Franco, I'm not going to see that Kiel Badu is going to be a better long-term player than Wander Franco. But I'm going to say over the next two weeks, Wander Franco might get some growing pains. His first experience in the MLB. Akil's already had that. So he's available in what is 100 minus 84 is 16. So 16% of leagues on Yahoo. I imagine it's the same on ESPN. And that is that is way too many le- way too many leagues for that to be the number where he's actually rostered. So you got to go and get this guy. Especially my league. Rookies, you have an extra year of keeper eligibility. Oh, so wow. if, you're, if your league is like that, this is a really good pickup. Yeah, and Akil Badu was kind of on the fantasy radar earlier in the year because he started off so red hot, and then he went yeah. into a huge slump. He yep. could just be one of those streaky hitters, and right yeah. now looks like he's starting another hot streak again. ESPN, mm-hmm. 18.9% owned. That's it. He's available it. Wow. He's available okay. in over 80% of ESPN mm-hmm. leagues. I love that pickwick. And he's Thank gotten you. 351 in the last 30 games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's got and, – and to your point with strikeouts – he tamed it down. He's got more walks than strikeouts in those last 30 games. Yep. He's got 20 walks and 19 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy, if he if he's available 81% of leagues, like, what are people watching? It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Right? I it, it's just I I went, I was looking earlier and I was like, every morning I go and I like look at who I want to pick up and everything, if there's anything happening. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought I wanted to pick him up a what? I mean oh. I mean, I'm okay. looking at these stats, they're glaring. I, I mean, it's it's yeah. I didn't know they were this I mean Believe me, me either. <laughs> and it was, and it was just because of that super bad cold streak that yeah, made yeah. his season long numbers look a lot worse than he's actually playing. And those are the guys you want to target. Those, when you have you know a stretch where a guy you know goes zero for twenty eight, that's going to make all his numbers look terrible. But it do, but do had that type of stretch where it was awful. But it looks like he's past that right now. And to your point, Nick, I didn't even know he has a. Uh, walk to strikeout ratio that good. That is a very big encouraging sign for a young player. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one thing that we, we should encourage all the fantasy owners that watch our show, pay attention to the splits. I mean, just yes. do it. Because yeah. if you're looking at season-long numbers, you're not yes. going to pick up a deal. But if you look at his splits, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer that you should be picking up a Badu of the world right now. Yep. Absolutely. Steve? You'll get us out of here this week. Who is your final free agent ad for week 12? So my final free agent ad is a pitcher, a young pitcher that usually young pitchers, people always hype up. No one really talked about this guy. It's Sammy Long of the San Francisco Giants. And there's a, a number of reasons why I like Sammy Long. 
But the biggest reason is he has an elite strikeout rate. He has a very high ceiling when it comes to generating strikeouts. He's only made three appearances so far this year. 1-0 in the year, a 4-2-0 ERA, a .87 whip, and a 16-3 strikeout-to-walk ratio. So at first glance, it's kind of like, all right, you know, high ERA, high strikeouts. We've kind of seen this story before with pitchers. He's not wild like most pitchers. He's a very accurate pitcher, very good command, and he kind of flew under the fantasy radar because the first two appearances he made, the Giants used an opener, meaning no one really knew. They didn't see, oh, probable starters. You don't see that. Sammy Long just came in, worked four or five innings, and he was out. (laughs) Now he has impressed the Giants manager so much, they said he is the fifth man in their rotation going forward until further notice. And the Giants, as we both know, two things about them. They're playing unbelievable this year, Mm -hmm. and they play in a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Sammy Long can take advantage of both of that. He's going to get run support, and he pitches in a good, you know, location for young pitchers. In AAA, prior to being called up, Long was just 0-1. Who cares about win-loss? It's fantasy baseball. A one ERA. A .79 whip and 37 strikeouts to five walks in just 22 and two-thirds of innings. He has an elite strikeout rate that no one's talking about, and he kind of carried that over all throughout his minor league career. Coming into this year, like I said, he's only made three appearances, so it's a very small sample size. This is more of a guy you want to take a chance on. But he's got a 2.50 FIP in those three appearances, so he's pitching much better than the 4.2 ERA suggests. A 28% K rate and an opposing batting average of 185. Not to mention he's only walked three batters in 15 innings. All of those are very, very encouraging signs for a young pitcher. And now that he's officially a starter, you're going to see the ownership start to jump because that's when people have, are desperate for probable starters. They'll see the little, oh, he's starting today. Pick him up. If he has a good start, they're more likely to hang on to him. Or even so, when you're mentioned as a starter, that's usually where guys will jump to go pick you up because they're like, oh, I need to get some starts this week. No one cares when you're a middle reliever or they're using an opener. (laughs) So the first couple weeks, you could get them for nothing. And the best part is nobody's noticed to this point yet because the season-long ERA of 4-2-0 doesn't look that appealing. He's owned in 9.9% of ESPN leagues right now. He's available in 90% of fantasy leagues on ESPN. 95 on Yahoo. I just picked them up. (laughs) There is is no other free agent pitcher right now that has the combination of his age, his strikeout potential, and the ability. The, uh, you know, the usage that he's going to get regular starts. There's no one in free agency that has that type of like stats that Sammy Long does. And no one's talking about him. And it, it, it's, I'm fine with it because I was able to pick him up in every league. No one's noticing him. But I tell you what, it once he has that really good start, maybe he goes six innings, no runs, strikes out eight. The ownership's going to triple, maybe quadruple. And that could probably, happen. Sorry, sorry. I'm just saying that could happen because that's a great point. His next start is at home, pitcher-friendly ballpark, against yep. the Athletics, one of the exactly. most inconsistent teams in baseball. So don't want to cut you off. Keep going. No, nope. and a team that strikes out a lot. And guess right. what? High strikeout pitcher with a team that strikes out a lot, you could see very good numbers, whether you're in a points league or a category league. And the best part about the start, it's Sunday. The end of the week, if you need to get a few categories, 
pick him up on Sunday, see how he does for your team. I'm holding on to him because I do think he has that type of talent. He's shown enough of a sample size in the minors, and his first three appearances in the majors were good enough for me to be like, hey, I think this guy is the real deal. And no one's talking about him. You get him for a Sunday start to help your week, and then you'll have him going forward. As long as he has a rotation spot, I love taking the chance on Sammy Long. And if he blows up, you know, and and he potentially could, if he blows up, he is a rookie. So again, you get the extra year of eligibility in a week in a yeah. league like Wakes in. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's someone that you might want to hold on to because he blows the he blows the doors off in late summer or something like that, you might have that opportunity. Absolutely, and and I, I know I'll be texting you guys later because I'm trying to figure out who I'm trading for with Hunjin Rue. And uh, and Michael Brantley, two of our sell highs this week. I'm taking our advice. I'm I'm about to take our sell high advice. I already picked up a free agent. Man, like if, if I win my league, I am the case study for this podcast. That we are a success. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but that will be it for us though today on Trainer Fantasy Baseball. We do have an episode of Trainer Fantasy Football coming up on Monday, so tune in for that. We're going to go over running backs. We did quarterbacks last week. We're going to do running backs. And to keep going with wide receivers and tight ends in the weeks to follow. Now, the Crowdus' podcast has an episode tomorrow. Happy Hour Hoops every night that there's NBA playoff basketball, so tune in for them. And, of course, us every Thursday night. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Manscaped. Thank you to Nick and Steve. And as we end every show here at Trainwreck Sports, good night.